Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California, and I want to welcome you to this interview with author, writer, reinvention expert, New York Times bestselling novelist, Claire Cook. Our conversation with Claire is coming up in a minute. We're going to talk to her about her new book, Shine On. How to Grow Awesome Instead of Old. Oh, it is just the personal and professional pep talk you need to kick off 2016. Are you already flagging on your resolutions? <laughs> All right. Well, Claire is going to help to get you in gear in the same way that your best satellite sister would do it. All right. There's nothing fancy here. There's nothing tricky, but she has advice on everything. And I look forward to sharing my conversation with Claire Cook with all of you. If you are a Claire Cook fan, I'd like to welcome you to Satellite Sisters. We've been doing this for 15 years. Claire's been on many times, uh, as well as many other authors and many other conversations for Five Real Sisters. And you can find all of our shows at SatelliteSisters.com or at iTunes.com. Go ahead. Years worth of podcasts to listen to uh, if you're if you're new to Satellite Sisters. For those of you who are regulars with the Satellite Sisterhood, we are taking the weekend off because we have a bunch of personal and professional obligations this weekend, but that doesn't mean there won't be podcasts posted, people. Uh, we're going back to our You're the Best Encore interview series to celebrate the release of our new book, You're the Best, A Celebration of Friendship. These are... Um, Great interviews that we dug up from the past Satellite Sisters shows to share with you again. We are actually talking to Commander Eileen Collins on Satellite Sisters this week. That's the interview we're going to be posting. Uh, she was the first female commander of a space shuttle. She's a mom. She's a wife. Uh, it's a fantastic interview. Uh, I I always got sort of tongue-tied talking to some of the astronauts that we had the privilege of talking to on Satellite Sisters, um, and Commander Eileen Collins is no exception. <laughs> she, she humbles me. <laughs> and in the most delightful, super smart way. So uh, look for that this weekend. But now it's Claire Cook's turn. Uh, Claire is the author of dozen, uh, over a dozen women's fiction titles, including Must Love Dogs. But her last two books have been nonfiction. And they're these fantastic books uh, to get you motivated, to get you going, to sort of re-ignite you know, ignite your passion in something or help you find what the next stage of your life may look like. And though Shine On is geared for women, as she calls it, from 40 to fabulous, that stage of life, I think really any woman would enjoy listening to Claire talk about, you know, just some of the simple steps she's taken to get back on track, to keep going, to keep moving. Uh, she has a lot of inspirational words, particularly if you're a creative person, but you can cr be creative in any aspects of your life. And so if you're thinking about starting a new diet or hiking Mount Kilimanjaro or, you know, trying to figure out what the next 10 years may look like, I encourage you to stick around for our conversation with Claire Cook uh, about her book, Shine On, because she will give you that personal pep talk that you need. 
We are the Satellite Sisters. You can find us at SatelliteSisters.com or join our online community. On Facebook, we have a Satellite Sisters group and a Satellite Sisters page. And, of course, on Twitter, we're at Sat Sisters. All right, up next, Claire Cook on Satellite Sisters. It is a pleasure to welcome Claire Cook back to Satellite Sisters. Claire wrote her first novel in her minivan at 45, and at 50, she was walking the red carpet at the Hollywood premiere of the adaptation of her second novel, Must Love Dogs. She is now a New York Times, USA Today, and number one Amazon best-selling author of 15 books, and really a sought-after speaker on the topic of reinvention. I love talking to Claire a couple years ago about her book, Never Too Late, Your Roadmap for Reinvention. Invention, and she's out now talking about her latest nonfiction title, Shine On, How to Grow Awesome Instead of Old. Oh, Claire, that's so great. Welcome back to Satellite Sisters. Oh, Leanne, it's so good to talk to you again. I can't believe it's been two years. I know. I know. Time flies, but you have been really, really busy, and we're going to get to- As have you. Yeah. Congratulations on all the great things that are happening for the Satellite Sisters. You are all awesome already. <laughs> on and on and on. Well, uh, we're going to get to a little bit of that later because when we were looking at writing our book, it was it so quickly could have been just kind of a downer book on aging, and we didn't want to write that. But Claire, you have written such a positive. And you didn't. Your book is fabulous. I <laughs> Thank you. I absolutely love it. I really do. But you wrote such a positive book about this stage of our life you call from 40 to forever. And I usually don't ask the most obvious question first, or at least I think I don't, but I just love the title Shine On. And I wonder how that became your mantra, your title for this book. You know, I have no idea, but I know back to, let me think of which book it was. I think it was The Wildwater Walking Club. Shine On actually figured into it. And I didn't realize that until just the the words shine on. And um, it was in this little subplot in that novel. And I didn't realize it until I had already titled this one Shine On. So who knows where these things come from? I just don't question them. I just wanted, it just felt natural. I think titles just happen when they happen. And then, um, you know, growing awesome instead of old. I just sometimes on Facebook and on Twitter, it's really easy to get depressed with all this, um, you know, youth obsession is happening. And I think, wow, I really love being this age. I think it's the best time ever. Well, you have a milestone birthday. You had one and that was yeah. on your mind when you wrote the book. You turned 60. 60. and. Yes. But just kind of like a mouthful in the beginning. And then you just say, wow, this is cool. I'm still kicking. This is great. Yeah. (laughs) You're the youngest in a whole new age group. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's so many women out there who are just rocking their age at, you know, well beyond 60, you know, at 70 and 80 and women at my gym who inspire me every day. So, well, you write in the book too, um, uh, in Shine On that, uh, you know, it's okay to be invisible. Like that gets a bad rap, but you can really do whatever you want because no one's looking at you. Is the I, other way to think about invisibility. Yeah, I think it's all how, you, you know, it's all about spin. It's all how you tweak it. And um, I love not, you know, some of it is just we spend so much of our lives trying to be all things to all people. And then 
one day you get to that point. For me, it was a big midlife wake-up call of, oh, you know, I really still hope you like me, but um, and everybody else does, but if not, oh, well. And that's just like such freedom in that. And I think some of that is that under the radar. If, if no one's looking in the same way that they were when, um, you know, we were all uh, trying to be all things to all people, you know, trying to... Uh, you know, everything was all about, you know, the family and kids and hopefully things are a little bit easier right now. Mm -hmm. And and we have a little bit of time to start doing these fun, fun things. And, um, you know, that's very much why I wanted to write Shine On to just um, to put some possibilities out there for people and also to kind of make myself do some of these things. Because I know, you know, we're both writers. You just suddenly you look and say, oh, my God, I haven't even been out of my pajamas today. I'm still tethered to my computer. And um, so it was good. It kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone to uh, write the book. Wait, this is audio only. Can you actually see me in my pajamas, Claire? Because I'm totally in my pajamas. <laughs> it was a wild guess, <laughs> And how do I look at mine, right? Uh, One of the things about Shine On that I I just was amazed at, it is a boatload of advice. Just a compendium of things. (laughs) Everything from what I... It's like a kitchen sink of a book, isn't it? It Like, you turn the page, I'm like, what is she going to spout off on now? Like... (laughs) What you eyebrow know, pencil? Just, this is the, the where I am in my career and in my life. I just wanted to share everything that I could possibly come up with that might help somebody. And if not, turn the page. But um, it was really fun to just say, you know, which where can I go next with this? Because um, I just think this stage of life as we get to the 40 to forever stage um, you know, you want to hang on to all the wonderful things you've done so far, but you also want to try everything else fast while you still can. And um, so that was kind of the spirit behind it. Well, I get it. It's everything from eyebrow pencils to top dancing <laughs> to pumpkin soup recipes to the best graphic design program for your web. Uh, you, you know, I a lot of great things in your book, though, too. I have to say, I think we're kindred kindred spirits there. Well, I think it from from our standpoint, it kind of comes from what questions have we actually been asked, either on the road or on the oh, Facebook exactly. page. And I, I figured the same for you. You do so there much was a speaking. Lot of that too, and certainly that spurred it. And actually, after writing Never Too Late, I never really thought I would write another nonfiction book because oh. I 13 novels. So I, I, and so many people with Never Too Late said, it reads just like a novel. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's all I know how to write. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I know story arc and characters and all of that. So I think it was, I may have created my own little hybrid there, but people started, I started getting a lot of emails saying, oh, you know, Never Too Late really inspired me, but do you think I'm too old to try this? And I kept hearing that over and over. Do you think I'm too old? And I kept thinking, no way, you're not too old to try that. So I I kind of think that Shine On became, um, you know, they're both, they're freestanding books for sure, but in many ways it's a continuation of Never Too Late. And, um, specifically relating to age. So that's, I guess, the genesis of it. But, you know, I try to just, um, you know, write what feels right and write what I think my readers would want to read. 
Well, you describe midlife as 40 to forever, which is a great phrase, but you also say that you have to, if you really want to become a role model for aging, you have to own your age. Why do you think that's important? You know, I feel that way, but I don't think everyone else should feel that way. Um, I think there is an opportunity to be a role model for the women coming up behind us to actually reinvent for me to be reinventing 60 when I was probably ah, 30, maybe even 40, I thought 60 was like old and wheelchairs and, you know, you just never went out anymore. And um, I feel younger than I felt in a long time. I'm loving this age and stage. So for me, it feels that if I, if I come out and say that I'm 60, someone um, who's maybe about to hit the big 4-0 will think, wow, it's, maybe it's not so bad after all. Maybe I really will live through this. So, All right. Let's, let's get down to some of this advice because I would say one of, the overall, <laughs> one of the overall themes for sure, which I really appreciated and not in a beauty magazine kind of way, but you basically say like, you should really try to make an effort. Like, don't fade away. Make an effort with your health and your weight and your wardrobe and your skincare and your hair. Like, occasionally yeah, get out of the yoga pants and make an effort. What, why is that important? Well, this is what I think. Um, I meet women and men who are in their um, late 30s who look old. They yeah. act old. They're not, you know, they can't go out and, um, I don't know, take a uh, spin in a kayak or, you know, um, handle a Zumba class or whatever. They, I mean, they've just started getting old. And I kind of think we choose our life at a certain point. And some of it is, um, you know, I think overall st- self-esteem is absolutely linked to how we feel about ourselves physically and mentally, certainly, but physically. And this thing of, oh, I can't, re-, you know, all this age of stuff of not being able to um, remember uh, things and, you know, just these horrible um, self-deprecating comments about how we look. I just don't think they're helping us have fun, you know, <laughs> So I just feel like they're choices that we can make. And when we make them, the sky's the limit. I mean, you know, look at how um, ages that used to seem old don't have to be anymore. Right, right. But you you do have to make an effort. You have to brush your hair and you, you know, you have to use some sunscreen. And in your case, you made some big changes in your diet. And you literally feel like a new person. It sounds like I do. You know, it was kind of a crazy thing because for me, it did not really come from um, the vanity end as much because, I mean, as we were just saying, I spent a good part of my life at the computer in my pajamas. Who's really seeing me? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, suddenly you go out and you and everybody sees you and you're speaking or whatever. And, and it's like, I'm really not liking seeing how these photos are showing up or how I feel though, was the biggest thing. How I felt was the biggest thing. I just, um, didn't have the energy that I used to. And I think, um, I had, you know, I was just doing a whole bunch of things that weren't in my best interest. So, um, I kind of took that on as a project and I think sometimes milestone birthdays will do that to you. And um, so maybe that's where it started. But very quickly, I started feeling so much better. And um, for me, the thing was um, really getting rid of all those 
pesky carbs that were not making me feel good and were just and are just so addicting. And um, so that was a big thing for me. And and um, really thinking about um, stepping away from the computer to I mean, I've always worked out, but um, it would be as a reward for finishing my daily pages instead of thinking I've got to get up and move every hour. Mm-hmm. I've got to uh, really, really think read these studies that are telling us that, you know, sitting is killing us, um, not to be depressing, but anyway, yeah, it changes and had a whole bunch of fun doing it. And I feel great. I mean, I really feel great. So the, the side effect of that was, um, you know, dropping weight and sizes and being able to throw out clothes and buy new ones, which is always fun. And there's but, a whole uh, chapter in the book on that people, like how to organize your closet. <laughs> She's your girl. I mean, it's really, it's everything you need in there. Oh. <laughs> so. well, you know, I mean, I'm sort of the last person. I'm, I'm not into dieting at all, but I'm um, changing the way, reinventing the way that I eat was a crucial step for me. And um, I'm so glad I could easily have missed that and still been, you know, sitting around feeling awful. And um, I feel great. And you also talk about, um, which I appreciate in terms of the wardrobe, having a professional uniform. And I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. And don't you think it makes a difference? But also I had to kind of reassess. I think this happens a lot for 42 Forever Women. You know, we really have the things that worked for us before um, don't really work anymore, but we haven't figured out what does. (laughs) And going through that process of... um, Figuring that out and coming up with a new um, awesome uniform, um, and it makes life so, so much easier. Exactly, exactly. The other thing that's clearly a big pillar of your how to grow awesome instead of old is creativity. I loved all the stories throughout the book of how you've let creativity into your life. I mean, obviously you're a writer and you're cranking out fiction. And so people might think that's enough, but in the book you branch out into painting and gardening and you claim you're not much of a cook, but there are recipes in there, Claire, there are recipes in there. (laughs) I can make them. Anyone can. (laughs) Why is that so important? No, all that stuff. I think more and more when you think about, um, you know, the so many musicians say, you know, rock stars that we know paint on the side. I mean, think of someone like Joni Mitchell, who's always painted, you know, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think tapping in, you know, certainly writing is my main my main thing, you know, I talk about finding your thing, but it's really fun to find some sub things that, you know, I don't have to worry about, am I going to hit the bestseller list with this and, you know, all of that. So, um, I loved, and yet we can get stuck in this thing. You know, I picked up a message when I was in, um, school, like way back in elementary school that I wasn't one of the artistic kids and because I couldn't paint a horse, you know, (laughs) Um, realistically or whatever. So it actually took me a lot to kind of get into painting and, and not care. I mean, who cares? I had so much fun and gardening and, you know, all of that. And just saying, you know, I'm going to go kayaking today, or I'm going to try this because I've never done it before. I went to my first drum circle. That was like really (laughs) stepping out of the box. And it was totally fun. Well, I think people think, you know, I get asked a lot at book events, I'm sure you do too, that if you can't sell it, it's not worth doing. And those are two different, completely different exercises. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think there's a real advantage to, to not needing 
to sell certain things. I think there's a purity to that. I feel that I would write my books anyway because they're in my heart and my soul, whether or not I could sell them. But once it becomes the way you make your living, there are a whole different set of circumstances surrounding it. Obviously, you'd like to eat and pay your bills and not lose your house. Mm-hmm. And um, But when you're doing something that's you don't it doesn't matter at all. You know, you have no quote unquote talent. So who cares? Just play. And to play is, I think, a skill that we've forgotten often by the time we're, um, you know, of a certain age. And um, to, to learn to play again, I think is huge. And when it comes right down to it, you know, what do we have in our, we have today. So enjoy it. And it's so easy not to be doing that. And I have certainly fallen into it so many times myself. All right. One other way to uh, grow awesome instead of old is to not become what you said, not tap into your inner dinosaur. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that term. Did you make that up? I'd never heard I that guess, before. Yeah. So I've always used the thing dinosaur, you know, to be dinosaur or dinosaur. I turn it into every part of speech. So I think I've been saying that for a long time. I hope I didn't take it from anyone. No, it's fantastic. But I, I fear that and I see it with others. And, and in your book, it has to do with technology, like not just getting on board with some simple things and just, you know, putting your head down like a dinosaur and saying, oh, I can't do that. I couldn't possibly get online or I couldn't possibly use that program. But you can. That's what you said. You can. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's so easy to fall into. And it's a it's a thing that we think we have to know how to do something. And we really don't. We just need to know how to Google up a YouTube video, which will take us through the steps without us understanding it at all. We don't need to understand this. And I, um, that took me a long time to figure out. I can do anything now. I'm convinced. I mean, I hope I don't ever try to do brain surgery or anything, but I feel like I can do anything in the world. If I need to, um, I've built my own website by finding the right video to talk me through it. I've learned to do all these crazy things. I've learned how to do Photoshop, it's really fun. It's really empowering. And it's a great way to play to do these things. And um, But we have to realize that there is a learning curve. We're not going to know what we're doing. We may not even understand it while we're doing it. But once you get to the point where you can just figure it out, it's just really fun. And I, I meet a lot of ebooks is a real big example. Um, people who, readers of mine who will say, well, I, I love um, holding a paper book. I don't do ebooks. And I love paper books too. I love the smell of them. I love the feel of them. I, I collect them from, you know, my favorite authors. Um, but when you're traveling or if it's 11 o'clock at night and, and you need something to read, being able to read an ebook is a, a, an amazing thing. It's also a great way to discover new authors because there are lots of sales out there. And um, so anyway, usually I find what or often I find what these um, readers are really saying is they just haven't figured out how to do eBooks yet. And they haven't taken the time. You have to give things a chance. So, you know, I say, Google up the tutorial, you know, how to add the free Kindle app to your phone or to your computer. And um, you don't have to buy anything special. And then just take some time to figure it out and, and read them off and on for a month or so, and then decide whether you like 
them or not. And even if you still prefer paper books, you have time to um, read them once in a while if you're out of paper books or you just want to break it up a little. Well, we find that with podcasts. You know, there are early adapters. There are people that will, who are listening right now, who manage to figure out like how to hit the big arrow and listen to the podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, when I was just getting ready to Skype with you for this interview, I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't done Skype in a while. Do I still remember how to do it? And I had this moment of panic because I use, sometimes I use it all the time and then I don't. And like anything, if you don't use it in a month or two, for me, it's like, okay, which where is that app thing and where did I put that and have I updated it and all of that? And then you just take a deep breath and figure it out. And worst case scenario, I would have just... <laughs> called my phone. You would have called my phone or emailed me. You, exactly. We could have figured it out. We always say when we do this podcast, because I mean, again, we're not, we didn't come at this from a technical aspect. These are things we have taught ourselves how to, you know, record yeah. the show, edit the show, upload the show. This is so not dinosaur No, but I, I do because it's a great fear I have that I'm really going to fall behind. And then I feel like then the door will close and they, they won't let me into the Jurassic Park anymore because <laughs> I, I can't do anything. You'll be at the museum with the, um, yeah, you know, I, um, I don't, I don't really, I love technology, so I don't even worry. I don't think about being left out. I just enjoy all this stuff. It's so interesting to learn these new skills. And I do think that's part of what keeps you young is just, um, you know, the minute you start, um, saying, Back in my day, or you know, right. I liked it when we used to do this. Or I can't believe they made another change on Facebook. You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> change is a, you know, change is the only thing constant is change. Whoever said that, which definitely wasn't me. You know, I I want to get back to Facebook because you have an amazing community, and I'm sure people listening will actually want to get on board. But as but, to you, thank you. But you just quoted a quote, and one of the things that astonishes me in this book uh, is your range of quotes. I mean, <laughs> is that? And I am not a person that retains quotes. Like I can't I'm recite them. Do, do you remember that or do you think, oh, I need a quote here and you look it up or is it a combination? Um, I remember them, but, you know, I always check because sometimes I add a few things. To yeah. Them. <laughs> and even I do that with my own books. I, I've misquoted my own books. So oh, yeah. I, I do check. Um, so, yeah, I, I just love quotes. And I find my readers, and I bet your listeners, too, really, really love quotes. They're just um, – it's just fun to find something and say, oh, my gosh, I feel like that, too. Or, oh, I never really thought of it that way. So – and I'm always so honored when people quote from my books. So, um, you know, it, it's just – yeah, I like quotes. Yeah, it, come, no, it comes through. It makes – it makes Shine On just really enjoyable to read for many reasons, but I love that piece of it. You know, let's talk about your Facebook group. You have a, or your community. The book Shine On is filled with anecdotal um, evidence, if you will, of women doing amazing things or wanting to do things or this is what they're doing. And I assume that all came from your Facebook page. You A little bit Twitter, but almost all Facebook. Yeah, my Facebook page is Claire Cook Author Page. And um, I, I stumbled into this just by accident. I can't even remember how many books ago, maybe four books ago, four or five books ago. And I just needed some details for one of my novels. And so... Um, and I'm pretty good at making up, you know, crazy things, but I wanted something that I 
wouldn't have thought of myself. So I asked everyone on Facebook one day, I just spontaneously posted what's in your junk drawer. And I got like thousands of responses. <laughs> it was crazy. And it was insane things that I never would have thought of. One was um, someone had a wooden puzzle piece of the state of Iowa. She'd lost the rest of the puzzle, but she kept thinking she'd find it someday. And her youngest child was 35 <laughs> and she was still hanging on to it troll headed pencils um just like in- insane things so I fit as many of them as I could it was best stage plans that's what it was my book best stage plans so I fit as many as I could um in the novel and people were so excited they were autographing that page oh fun oh fun <laughs> really cute and so but it gave me these authentic details, which really helped the book. So ever since then, when I'm writing a book, I ask, I call them my um, Facebook research team. Yeah. <laughs> and I just ask questions and they help my book so much, but particularly in Shine On and Never Too Late, because um, I used these women's stories and they're in the book and it's, um, you know, it's, it's exciting for them and it's exciting for me, but it's also a way that technology has changed the way we write our our books. I mean, what that would have taken before Facebook, I would have had to, you know, reach out through my email newsletter. People would have had to all email me. What I love about Facebook is we all have the conversation on the same thread and it's just really, really fun. Yeah, well, that comes through. And as a reader, when I read the list of where people want to go, you know, uh, to travel, that just made me want to go to all those places. Or <laughs> you, you asked the question, like, what would you do if money and time weren't a constraint? And like people's the wide range of everything oh. from learn to figure skate to change the world. That was just astonishing. It's, it really adds the depth to it. But yeah, you're... Thanks. It, when it was, and, you know, the best things are the ones that I just stumbled into. It felt like, gee, maybe I'll ask everybody and see what they say. And sometimes in, in um, when I wrote Never Too Late, I asked, um, you know, where would you like to be in five years and what's getting in your way? And, oh, some of the things broke my heart yeah, because yeah. they were really, really um you know, they weren't insurmountable problems. They were things that you, you could change. And so, you know, it always sparks a good conversation. And we realize it's often our excuses that are holding us back. And there's always that little bit of time in our lives where we can make changes. And, you know, I go back to when I wrote my first novel um, in my minivan. It wasn't because I thought it was a cool place to write or anything. I mean, I had <laughs> one little window in my day at 530 in the morning outside my daughter's swim practice before I went to work as a full-time teacher. I mean, this was it. I had that little tiny window and I used it and it eventually became a whole new life for me. So, you know, that's, I think if I have a mission, it's to encourage other women to, um, yes, to do it, to go for it. Well, I think that's why your books inspire Claire, because the message is so authentic because you, you live what you write. And I think women get that. They appreciate it at, no matter what age they are. They understand authenticity. So yeah, what, you what's know, I hear a lot, you know, oh my gosh, you're writing my life. And I think, well, yeah, I'm living it too. <laughs> I, mean, I think our commonalities are all, are so much um, bigger than, than our differences. And so I think sometimes I think we're all kind of living parallel lives. So what is up with Shine On now? What's the future? Are you doing a lot of speaking? If people want to see you in person or connect with you on Facebook, there's your author page. But yeah. are there other spots to connect? 
I do. I'm doing bigger instead of, um, I mean, I've, this is my 15th book. So I've done many uh, book releases, which were all about going out to lots and lots of bookstores and that sort of thing. And I've stepped away from that a little bit more and I'm doing women's conferences and that sort of thing. So maybe um, fewer and larger events, which is always really fun. So whatever I'm doing is always up at clairecook.com, but mostly I'm online. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, love it because I it, it's just we can all connect and none of us have to get out of our pajamas so yeah <laughs> lots of time on Facebook and Twitter and um and I'm teaching reinvention workshops here and there across the country and um but not as much of the um which I think you've just finished um doing lots and lots of or at least it looked like you were out there doing lots and lots of um events Right. We were. And it was, it's fun and it's, it's energizing. Just like you said, it's just the connection that you can maintain these days. We, we couldn't have imagined of 15 years ago when we started Satellite Sisters. And I'm sure the same is true of you. And then I know from the book that you're top dancing. Is that what's, what's oh. the, is the future bright and top yeah, dancing? Yeah, I rediscovered my, yeah. I mean, I, some of the things that I did, like, um, I did take a tap dancing class as an adult, so I dug up my tap shoes. That was really fun, and I have no intention of ever becoming good at it. But okay, it's good. fun, and um, you know all those crazy things. I mean, coloring. Look how big coloring is right now, and I know. everybody's coloring. I, I just know. We actually these- got booted from several locations on our book tour because they were having adult coloring books. <laughs> So we, we're kind of down on coloring, Claire. I just skipped over that chapter in your book because you said I could. But, you know, yeah, I understand. But that's you got bumped for coloring. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, coloring is huge. And for me, you know, it, I mean, I can do a little of it. It's not my favorite thing either. But um, what I wanted to do was figure out if I could create my own coloring pages. That was kind of the fun thing. So I learned how to go into Photoshop and um, turn a, a photo that I had taken into um, kind of a black and white coloring page. So there's always some creative thing like that. But yeah, I that's funny though. <laughs> See what I mean, people? She's doing it all. She's creating coloring books. She's out there. She's tap dancing. She's kayaking. Claire, it's always a delight to talk to you. Thanks oh, so always. much for being on Satellite oh, Sisters. for having me, Lynn. It's always great to talk to you. And I wish you all the best with your fabulous book. And, Thank you. Thank you. The book really is shine. The book is. Thank you. The book is shine on. You can find it at Amazon. You can go to satellitesisters.com for all the details or Claire cook. Thank you so much, Claire. Thanks Leanne. Shine on satellite sisters shine on. You can find Claire cook's books at Amazon. They're available in ebook format and paperback. Very reasonably priced for your own personal pep talk for 2016. You can find all of our Satellite Sisters podcasts at iTunes or at SatelliteSisters.com. Celebrate your the best with us with a series of interviews. If you like this interview with Claire, you'll find interviews we posted recently, the best from our archives, including a great conversation with Robin Roberts, Nora Ephron, or J.J. Abrams, even George Foreman, people. We got it all. And coming up this weekend, Commander Eileen Collins. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget... Call your satellite sister.